It's a Farm Friday, and we're going to talk about the Texas Rangers. Let's get after it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And as we do every Friday throughout the season, we're taking an entire farm system top to bottom. We started off with the best of the best. Here's where we are. Texas Rangers. Top 10 system in baseball. Uh, and really interesting. So start at A-ball. Single A. Uh, both teams in, in A-ball are in North Carolina. The teams in Texas. Interesting. So single A is the Down East Wood Ducks in Kinston, North Carolina. So 2021, 72 and 48, won the division, made the playoffs, made it to the championship, lost three to two. Uh, series, series was three to two, five game series. 2022, they're 24 and 28, so they're four and a half games back. Again, these, all of these stats you're going to get are through Wednesday afternoon, just clarifying here. And the low A team, a couple interesting players I want to mention. So lefty Mitch Bratt, he's the number 19 prospect in the system. Uh, Canadian kid, transferred to Georgia during the pandemic to get scouted, um, was a fifth round pick in 2021. And it's the thing where he's got a, like, he's got good upside for the rotation, but he's got a lot of development to do. So really like a dynamic Fastball changeup combo. They blend well together. The fastball tops out around 94, 95. The changeups, uh, low 80s, but he's got really good conviction with it. Uh, the, the deception's there as far as his arm speed is the same for both. So it's easy to be sitting one and get fooled by the other. Really interesting. He also has a curveball and a slider, and I, I, I need him to make these better pitches. So curveball's low 70s, slider is um, upper 70s, low 80s, and the curveball's better than the slider, but neither one of them's that great. And so he can throw strikes. He's got decent stuff. The fastball changeup, really good. He just needs to figure out that third pitch. I feel like we say that a lot, but I see a potential to figure out both of these. So do figure out the third and the fourth and be at a point, so like right now, um, two-pitch combo, probably a reliever. If he can figure out a third one, you can see him as being like a five or a four. If he can figure out a fourth one, you can see him as a three, maybe even a two. So he can grow quite a bit. We need to learn a lot about him. He needs plenty of time to figure this out. So excited to see what happens there. And the number 23 shortstop Maximo Acosta. So 2019 IFA. Um, interest, excited to get to watch him because he didn't get a season in 2020. Um, he went to, to Instructs, but that was it. And then 2021, he had only got 17 games because he had thoracic outlet syndrome and had to have surgery for that. Uh, so, I mean, can be an everyday shortstop in the big leagues. Um, plus arm, only speed is average or so, but um, he has really good baseball instincts, so he can kind of play that up a bit. Offensively, 
I think he has both decent average and power. Like he could probably grade out 50-55 at both. It's just a matter of you need to see him do it. We haven't seen a ton of the power this year. He's got 154 at-bats. He's batting 260, 354, 364. One home run. 17 stolen bases. So um, there's the speed, but just not necessarily showing the power yet, but plenty of time to get there. And then high A, the Hickory Crawdads. Very, very, like team that's full of talent right now. A couple guys I want to tell you about. So Hickory, North Carolina, last year, 46 and 68. They were 34 games back. Um, that's not good, folks. But a lot of these guys were at single A last year. You can kind of see by the, the by, that's, that's why I throw in the records, because you can kind of see where the talent was. There's four top 15 prospects at high A, and you can see where they were at single A last year. Single A wins a cha- you know, place for a championship. So this year, 30 and 22, two and a half games back, but winning record. So number three, outfielder Evan Carter. One of the higher upside guys, 2020 draft pick, uh, second round out of high school, and was one of those, like they found him during the pandemic and were really excited that nobody else did. So kind of flew under the radar for a lot of people. But uh, like last year, played well, got a hairline fracture in his back, year didn't finish. An instructs, low A, played really, really well. So 164 at-bats, 268, 348, 439, four home runs, nine stolen bases. Um, offensively, can command the strike zone, uh, doesn't chase a lot. So he's really good at picking up what's a ball, what's a strike, things like that. When he does swing, it's good quality contact. Average exit below is like something like 91 which is, you're happy with that for anybody, but especially for the guy that is, I mean, he's 20, he's, he's 19 years old. He'll be 20 this year, this August. So you feel good about that defensively. He's got the speed. He's got the instincts. He can play center field. The arm is strong enough where he can play left or right. And at his, if he maxes out his development, you're looking at a potential all-star center fielder. And even if one thing doesn't come, he's still an outfielder that can, can contribute at the major league level. So I like Evan Carter a lot. Excited to see what else he does. Um, another guy that still haven't seen a ton of, in this case, lots of unique reasons, right-hand pitcher Owen White, number eight prospect in the system, 2018 second rounder out of high school, made his pro debut in 2021. Wild. Okay, so 2018. He's throwing in high school. They rest him after the draft because a lot of those young arms sometimes just get overused. You see this happen sometimes with college players too. 2019, he's recovering from TJ. 2020, we don't have a season. 2021, he broke his hand in the first start of the season and didn't come back until August. Um, so he, we've barely seen him play. He was drafted in 2018. So talk about like a, like a rule five decision you have to make here on him. But while he's been doing all of the rehab and stuff, especially last year, got really good, like changed some stuff for the better. So change the grip on the four seam fastball. Um, it has a lot of like, like riding life to it kind of late in the zone there. So It's a four-seamer, throws it in the mid-90s, gets a lot of swing and miss. I mean, almost 50%, like 46%. Good movement, good spin rates to it. Also has a two-seamer, also has a cut fastball. So it has a couple different options he can throw at you. 
uh, to go along with that. Uh, some stuff that he's he's still working on. He's got a curveball slider change, so he's got six pitches. Um, now, curveball slider. There's things you like in both of those. They're not finished products. So, um, curveball slider both probably grayed out. I think they're going to be about 55 or so. But um, curveball, he can throw it for strikes. He can get you to chase on it. He's getting better at spotting that. Uh, the slider. Just needs to be more consistent in general. When he throws a good one, it's a really good one. When he throws a bad one, it's a really bad one. So try, just trying to get better at those in general. Uh, the change-ups, a mid-80s change-up, does really well with the fastball pairing together. So even if the slider and curve don't necessarily show up, you've got three different fastballs and a change-up, still need one of those two secondaries to come around just because you don't want to be a fastball change-up only guy. But... Uh, looked great in the Arizona Fall League last year. So far this year, 46 innings pitched, 5 and 2, 473 ERA, 16 walks, 61 strikeouts. You'll notice a lot of walks in this organization. There's a, I think there's a philosophy here, and I'll get to it in a little bit. But uh, really good player. Excited about about what Owen White can be. I think he's got a lot of really good potential. Uh, one of the more promising pitching prospects in the system. And then here, the tenth overall prospect, uh, shortstop Luis Angel. Acuna, the same, the brother of Ronald Acuna, and so 2018 IFA out of uh, they got yeah out of Venezuela, 71 at bats this year, 282, 400, 592, six home runs, eight stolen bases, was the defender of the year last year, uh, was in low A, um, above average runner. I mean he 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 is very very good defensively, like plus arm. Um, smooth actions, good reactions, good routes. He's fast enough you can move him to the outfield if you need to. The arm is strong enough to play short or third. And then offensively, he reminds me a lot of his older brother. And I'm not calling him Ronald. I'm not saying he is Ronald Acuna. I'm saying the way that they play is very similar. He's an aggressive hitter. The swing is very almost violent. Like Like the bat whips through the zone. Uh, hands are really strong. He can drive a ball. He can push a ball. Um, he's doing better at understanding the strike zone and and kind of figuring out what is and is not a strike. And I think once he does that, you're going to see the hit and power tools both end up being above like above average, again above average runner. Um, I think that it because of Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, he's probably going to end up moving to the outfield. He can play left or right. Uh, I think it'd be really interesting to kind of see, can he get, if he can be 80% of the player his brother is, you're going to be thrilled to have him. Um, but I think he's a good player in his own right, never mind who his brother is. And, and in just a minute, I want to uh, get to this double A team, because the Frisco Rough Riders are really interesting in kind of some of the stuff that they do um, and, and the makeup of their team. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. They help you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then you add your job to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions can make it easy to focus on the candidates with the right skills and experience so you can prioritize who you want to interview and hire. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. So LinkedIn jobs helps you find the, uh, the candidates you want to talk to faster. 
post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. So this double-A Frisco Rough Riders team in Frisco, Texas, uh, 64-55 and 55 last year, won the division but didn't make the playoffs because double-A does the, the top two teams in winning percentage in the leagues. Like uh, 2022, they're 27-25, uh, one game back right now. So very, very much in it. And a lot of talent here as well. There's three top 10 prospects. The number one guy is the number one guy in the entire system, uh, Jack Leiter. So we've talked a lot about him by now obviously, but uh, drafted out of Vandu last year, straight to double A this year, 40 innings pitch, two and five, 49 strikeouts, 19 walks, ERA of almost six. And this is something where he's had a couple blowups that make it look bad. Uh, he went one and two thirds against Tulsa on May 14th, gave up six runs. Um, he went three and two thirds against Corpus Christi, gave up seven runs. So there's a couple bad outings make this line look rough. Other than, you know, and then Amarillo, which everybody's bad in Amarillo. Amarillo is like the best offensive park ever created. You couldn't make a video game with a better offensive park. Outside of that, every start, so seven, the seven other starts have been two runs or less. So the ERA looks bad because of some blowups. But outside of those blowups, he's been remarkably consistent. I know that doesn't actually mean anything, but just know that he's better than the 5-9 ERA. Um, I mean, it's, it's, I, there's not a ton to say about this. I mean, he is, he is on track to be a number one starter in MLB. Um, it's an elite fastball, 70 grade, one of the best in the system. The curveball's really, really good. That's pretty much all he had to use in college. He's got a slider. He's got a change. Both of them are above average to plus. Um, the real questions you have on, on him one, durability questions. He skipped a start in college, his senior his last year, because he was fatigued. And then he's just one of those shorter right-handers. He's I say short, he's 6'1, but he's one of those smaller statured guys where you just question the durability. And then the one thing I will say, and he has answered this question a lot, is there was a concern about home runs. In college, he was prone to home runs. Um I want to say he he had 26 runs allowed in college in 2021, and 17 of those were on home runs. This year, he only has three home runs allowed. Neither one of those two big blowups in May, he gave up a home run. He didn't do it in either one. The Amarillo blowup, the seven runs, um, yeah, the seven runs in five innings, he gave a, he gave up two home runs there. But outside of that, um, he's been pretty good about not giving up home runs. So he's kind of answered some of those questions. But anyway, not much we can continue to say about Jack Leiter. He's going to be a, a fantastic pitcher. I have complete confidence this is going to work out. Not necessarily concerned in the slightest. Uh, other guys who are here in Frisco. Uh, you've got Justin Foskey, the second baseman. So 2020 or 2020 first rounder out of Mississippi State. And I don't typically, I'm not typically down on guys on this pod. I don't like to, um, I don't like to, 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 neg guys on this pod, but I'm not 100% sold on Justin Foscue. So he struggled a little bit in AA last year, but um, he, he has power. You saw that last year. He hit like nine home runs in eight games in July, like just went nuts. But outside of that, 
doesn't have, to me, amazing powered numbers, and he sells out sometimes too much to get home runs. Um, swing isn't very fluid. It's kind of stiff. He's got some holes on the outer third. And so he really struggled with that jump up to double A. Um, this year, 104 at-bats, 288, 400, 519, three home runs, one stolen base. He's doing better when it comes to getting on base. Uh, when he gets a hold of one, he's still getting decent power, but I just, offensively, he's got a lot of holes, and his approach isn't consistent enough to survive against high-level pitching. And then defensively, he's a below-average runner. His arm is fringe to average, um, so doesn't have great range, doesn't have great agility. He'll make the routine plays at second, but he won't give you anything extra. And so I'm like, he's an offensive-minded second baseman who also sells out for power and loses average sometimes. Like it, I'm not sold on Justin Foscue. Now, that being said, I have not watched Justin Foscue a whole lot this season. I don't necessarily know what he looks like this year. Um, that could be something where he's playing better than I realize. I'm kind of going off some old notes here and some industry stuff. Um, but not sold on Justin Foscue just yet. Uh, a, a, a guy that I am interested in that I, I am kind of sold on is Dustin Harris. So, um, Dustin Harris, 2019 11th rounder out of junior college. Um, he's playing third base right now. I think he's going to be a first baseman or a left fielder later. But uh, was dealt in the middle of the 2020 season from the A's to the Rangers as part of the Mike Miner deal and broke out last year in here. Pure hitter. He was the only player last year in the minor leagues that had um, 20 or more doubles, 20 or more home runs, 20 or more stolen bases, and less than 100 strikeouts. The entire list of people who did that is Dustin Harris. That's it. That's the list. So when you watch, it's a, it's a really short swing. Doesn't have a lot of moving parts. Doesn't have a lot of extension to it. Really short swing, very compact, which means it's very quick. Um, very good knowledge of the strike zone. He can cover the whole thing despite the swing being short. He can cover the whole thing. And then very good at knowing where the barrel of the bat is and putting it on the ball. So great contact ability. When he does make contact, he hits the ball pretty hard. 90% exit below, 101.7s his his um I think his yeah, yeah. Not 90th percentile, 101.7. So right there where Josh Smith is, right there where Evan Carter is. Some of these guys we talk about as having good power. Uh, defensively is where you struggle a bit um, because I don't think he's going to be a third baseman long-term. He's going to have to move to first. He played left field in instructional league last year. I think he can do that. He's athletic enough for that. Um, not incredibly heavy, 6'2", 185, so not a super huge guy. He can make it work. Um, again, I, I really, really am sold on Dustin Harris and his offensive potential. I like what I see here. And then... Looking at some of the arms here, you've got a Zach Kent and a Cody Bradford. So Zach Kent's the 16th prospect in the system, a righty, ninth rounder out of VMI in 2019. Cody Bradford's a sixth rounder in 2019 out of Baylor. It's a lefty. And um, just interesting guys where lost 2020, had a little bit of scuffling last year. Uh, Kent's a big slider guy. Tons of spin. It's a good slider, but um, 
like a fastball slider changeup guy. They gave him a, they added like a split change, and I really like the split change. So I think he's going to end up being uh, probably a number four or so. Not having a great 2022 because of the walks. Again, I think I've seen plenty of them. I'm going to address that in the next segment. Plenty of walks in this organization, but I like the pitch mix of Zach Kent. And you get to a guy like a Cody Bradford. Um, he also had thoracic outlet syndrome in 2019. So he lost most of that year. Six rounder. Um, lost 2020, obviously went to Instructs and then debuted 2021. He's one of those guys where he's a pitchability guy. High floor, low ceiling. He another back of the rotation guy. One of the best control arms in the organization. So I think, um, I think it is best he's going to be like a number three or so but probably a four or five. Um, Four-seam fastball sits low 90s. It plays up a little bit because of his extension um, and because of how much it breaks, horizontal break to it. Uh, Change-ups low 80s, but again, the extension, there's some, there's some deception there. It pairs well with the fastball. Uh, and then a slider is fringe to average. He's got to get the slider better. But if he can figure the slider out, I think he's got three decent pitches. I think you can see him as a number four, number five. He can eat innings for you. Um, and and get your rotation through the dog days of summer and then contribute out of the bullpen in the playoffs. In just a minute, I want to tell you about AAA and specifically the Round Rock Express. Um, some of the guys here, including a discussion about why there's so many walks in this organization. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and your sports info. You can get the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including the, the, the NBA Finals, Stanley Cup Finals, your MLB stuff. We talked Rookie of the Year race just yesterday. Um, college baseball is going on right now. You get MMA, UFC, boxing. So that's on. Bet online your continued source for all of the sports wagering information. Live betting, esports, um, futures, all of it. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because Bet Online is where the game starts. This brings us to AAA Round Rock. The Round Rock Express, named after Nolan Ryan. Um, Round Rock, Texas. 2021, they were 67 and 62, seven and a half games back. This year, 32 and 23. So much better um, record. Still one game back. So some good teams in AAA. Um, quick note Josh Young, the number two prospect in the system, third baseman. He's technically here. He's on the IL. He'll be here almost all year. He has a. AC joint sprain. And so he's going to be here all year. I don't think he debuted. I'm sorry. He has a torn labrum. He doesn't, I think he might debut in like August or something, but anyway, he's here. We're skipping that. I want to talk Cole Wynn for a second. So 2018 first rounder out of high school and he's dropped in baseball America's rankings. He's dropping a lot of rankings this year. And they're like, well, look at his Look at his stats. 45 innings pitched, 5-4-4 ERA, 34 strikeouts to 30 walks. Cole Wynn is a really unique guy because he's, he's working on bettering himself and not in like the way you always say after a bad relationship. Like, I'm, I'm just going to work on me. Um, so he, re, he rejiggered his delivery. It's much more compact. It's much tighter. And because of that, his command got better. His control got better. He's got the mid-90s fastball. It's plus, a lot of vertical break to it. He's got a secondary pitch, the slider, mid-80s, swings and misses about 35% of the time. He's got a really strong 
um, like down-breaking curveball, high spin, deep breaking on the batter, his best secondary pitch, his best off-speed offering. Um, and he's been working with the pitching coordinator to try to like uh, get it a little better and make it where he can not only get chases with it, but he can land it early in the, for strikes. And then he also has been working on his changeup. It's like a mid-80s changeup. It, it, it can be above average. I think the consensus on him is that he's probably going to be number four, maybe a number three. I think Cole Wynn can be a number two behind Leiter. And the stats are deceiving here. I talked to Bryce Patrick, who hosts Locked On Rangers for us. And he was telling me there will be an entire start where Cole Wynn just won't throw a fastball at all. He's not going into these games in AAA trying to win the game. He's going into these games to make these secondary pitches better. This is what I talked about when I said that double leg is for player development and triple A is for improving the big league ball club. He's trying to do the player development stuff that you would do at double A, but they have him at triple A because they want to see if he can be ready for the big leagues to help the big league team. And so he's having to do it on his own during the games because he's not getting the development in his bullpens and his throwing sessions. I think Cole Wynn can be um, a number two in this rotation. I like his stuff. The analytics like his stuff. The models like his stuff. Um, I think that it's just a fundamental misunderstanding of what he's going out there and trying to do right now. He's not trying to have a low ERA. He's not trying to keep his walks down. He's trying to figure these pitches out and polish and refine them so that he can be a complete pitcher. And I think he's going to do that. Um, to go along, they were at AAA. They're now in the big leagues, kind of is uh, Ezekiel Duran and Josh Smith. So Josh Smith, a guy that I really like, he actually was one of the guys I talked about in my very first podcast once I took over from Aram. Um, second rounder out of LSU in 2019. And I saw him as like a super utility guy, like the ceiling of a Chris Taylor type. Can play second, short, third, can play outfield, can do well for you. He's injured right now. AC joint sprain. Uh, they haven't put a date on that yet, but usually an AC joint is like 10 to 12 weeks. So he's probably going to miss most of the season. So in his place, they've called up Ezekiel Duran. And so Duran was part of the, the Joey Gallo trade. Um, and offensively very strong. So his average exit velos almost 91. His max was 112. One of the better marks in the organization. Absolutely crushes the ball. He specifically worked last year on being better against breaking balls, um, having good contact against breaking balls. I feel like he's done that. He has the confidence now as far as being able to see it out of the hand and know what it is, one, and two, where is it going? Is it going to go, is it going to land in the strike zone or is it going to land out of the strike zone? Defensively, he was a middle infield guy, shortstop, second base. I think he's probably uh, better as a third baseman. It's something where his hands are fine, his range isn't great. He doesn't necessarily have like a fantastic internal clock, but he's got tons of arm strength. I think uh, third base is probably the optimal place for him. Uh, that's where he's playing right now for Texas. They called him up. Um, he's there right now in the minors. 183 at bats, 317, 365, 574. Let's talk about that slash line for a second. Seven home runs, seven stolen bases. I mean, very, very talented. I can see him playing anywhere in the infield. Um, if you lose a Seager or a Simeon to an injury, that he could step in and play. Um, I don't know if he's played any outfield. He didn't do it in the in the fall league last year in the Arizona Fall League. 
I feel like he has the athleticism to probably do it. But at the same time, I think if he could do it, somebody would have already had him try it. So probably going to stick at third. Um, I think that he has a real opportunity to take this job, run with it, and make it a very tough decision on the Rangers next spring when they go to, to they have a healthy Josh Young and they want to promote him to third. It's going to be an interesting battle between uh, Young and Ezekiel Duran. And then Josh Smith, who end, might end up moving to the outfield. They've played Troy Culberson in the outfield a bunch. Uh, they may end up moving Josh Smith to the outfield too once he's healthy. But I like Duran a lot. I like Cole Wynn a lot. I think they're both a little, I say they're underrated. They're top five prospects, but I think that they're a little underrated as far as like not being top 100s. And I think they have the potential to be there. If not um, next, if not by the end of this year, then next year, they definitely do. Uh, all in all, love this system, love this team. A uh, lot of great stuff here and very excited to kind of watch what they do. Um, they need to get some good talent in the draft simply because that single eight squad is missing some star power. Um, but outside of that, really good system, top to bottom, plenty of depth as far as position players and pitchers. Uh, crazy week. Monday, we got a show coming up for you. We're talking about uh, guys debuting in the complex leagues in the hand the Dominican this fall. Uh, reminder, I am technically not in the country right now, so if you have questions for the show, send them in. I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. You can email us, LockedOnMLBProspects at gmail.com or uh, or the show is at Locked On Farm. I'll get to those, not the Monday coming up, but the Monday after that. Uh, but until then, this has been Locked On MLB Prospects. Um.